This is the Blue Man Group. This is the Blue Man Group. This is the Blue Man Group. Good day, everybody. It's funny uh, to have you just right there uh, listening. My name's Ron. Um, this is Blue Man Group. Wait, what's your last name? Ecstasy. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, there's two people here. I'm also Devin. known as uh, Mark Sanford is also my name. <laughs> Legally. You can't do that or you've let the cat out of the bag. I know. Self-doxed. But, but then I'm trying to like reconsider this whole the whole situation. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm here with my uh, co-host, Devin Welsh and John Biedrin. Two, Hello. two friends, confidants, business partners, frenemies. Frenemies. How are you guys? Very well. Very well. I'm great. I'm great, Ron. Mark, nice. Ron. Well, that's good. Um, I think we should just do some compliments really quick. Uh, Dev... Uh, just like I know that we're always talking about like visual compliments, but what the audience can't see right now is that your background is like real black and you're wearing a uh, like a black fleece and your head is like shaved and it's just like you pop up. You just you're just like the uh, um, uh, Queen Bohemian Rhapsody, just a head sticking oh, out, nice. of, out oh, of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's I think that's very cool. John, you have a Pepe uh, behind you. And it's very funny. Um, it has a little, little beard. It kind of looks like you. Um, but John, I think you're you're like a very funny guy. And um, <laughs> somebody, somebody thank, please thank you. <laughs> somebody please take over. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I'm gonna I'm gonna um, I'm gonna one I'm gonna second on this one. Devin, okay. you look great. You do look very glam goth with your just floating head in space yeah, uh, and your cryptic but cynical uh, message on your green screen background um, here in the studio, which we all share. Mm -hmm. um, Ron, Mark, you have a very funny picture of all of us together. It makes me miss the days when we could be in person together yep. because we're such good for like fraternal yes. partners. Fraternal yes. brothers. Yeah. yeah. Um, my compliment is, yeah, we had some good laughs before we started recording. Some X-rated laughs that uh, we can't share with <laughs> yeah. our all ages uh, <laughs> listeners. Yep. But um, so wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Those were hilarious jokes that we will not repeat the, on the show. Yeah, Thank the you. affiliates would not like it. No, the affiliates would drop us so fast. Um. All yeah, right. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's that's good. I think that's. Did, was that a compliment? I don't know what the compliment. Yeah, yeah. Was. yeah it was we're all very compliment. funny people. We're all we we indulge in X-rated humor that we we know yeah. we can't share when we're recording, but we uh, <laughs> we to know. total aside. Can I just make a total a thirty second aside on yeah, this sure. just to cap this off? Um, and this will just plays into the compliments. I would like to know: Were both of you? And this is serious. Were you like considered class clowns when you were growing up? Yes. Yeah, that's what no, I thought. No, I wasn't. Okay. okay. I was very shy. Okay, I, I could see that. Okay, just checking. What about you? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> but um, I, I was a bit upset, in, and I, I mean, I'm not upset about it now or anything like that, but uh, eighth grade, I didn't win uh, class clown. Chris Sorensen did. Someone beat yeah. you out. Actually, yeah. Who, uh, you know, I was actually going to mention that at uh, graduation, there were awards, and somebody else won class clown. Yeah, um, which I thought was <laughs> a terrible injustice. But someone same. more popular than but, you, but not but, as funny. Yeah, exactly. He was, or or just more like he was more of a clown. I won. Exactly. I won most dramatically talented. So that was <laughs> nice. Um, that makes so sense. you were more of a joker. <laughs> that was more of a dignified award. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's the thing. I the way I I thought of it that because I didn't win the award was like, well, my humor is a bit more sophisticated <laughs> yeah so maybe the 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 like electorate is not going to reflect the sophistication of my jokes like oh yeah some of the writing that i'm doing in class uh is unprecedented these, some of these <laughs> jokes are not coming you don't hear these kinds of jokes coming out of eighth graders usually but 
Yeah, um, people who win class clown are they appeal to the lowest common denominator. Exactly. <laughs> certain people like that have really refined senses of humor. They, they appeal to a niche. Um, yes. But you yeah. guys were ahead of your time. Yeah. 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 For sure. Totally. I, I agree. Yeah. Okay. Post well, that posthumous appreciation is forthcoming. Yeah, that, that it, that's I, I feel that, John, and I thank you for that. Um, and uh, also that's why we're to... doing this whole fucking podcast is because we're so bitter that we didn't win the class. <laughs> no, actually, that I, yeah. I honestly think there's a lot of that in me, um, <laughs> and it's driven me to like uh, what I'm doing now. To, to like speaking into expensive microphones. Yeah. Um, so kids, if you're listening, just uh, let this be a warning to you that if you if you let these kinds of resentments simmer and fester in you for <laughs> you know by the time you're in your 30s, you're going to be doing a podcast and it's going to be it's just going to be really bleak. You're going to be checking the numbers every week, which we'll be doing later. Yeah, which later exactly. this episode. <laughs> Thank you, John. We will be checking the numbers. We do have some things to report. Uh, just week over week, W over W. You can call good, it wow if you want. Good news and bad news uh, yep. about last week's numbers, but we'll get to that at the end of the we'll show. We'll get to that later. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a nice little tease. But first, let's do this week, this, this week, week in, history. in history. And 1847, inventor Thomas Edison. No! What the <laughs> hell? Among his How many times? Many inventions. The electric light bulb, the phonograph, and the motion picture camera. God Today damn it. in history, February 11th, Carlotta Oof. Bradley. <sighs> Wait. So Okay. Yeah, this is our <laughs> this is the third time I think that Edison has come up in this week in, in history. In this week in history. Yeah. Exactly. We like, covered the light bulb. I think we covered the phonograph potentially. <laughs> but then the motion picture camera. That was right. This guy um he whoever is like the the curator of ap's this week in history like is a had did their doctorate on on edison, edison. yeah yeah or the are like trying to like use their education in some way or yeah they're related yeah edison thomas heads. thomas elva edison i mean what can we say what hasn't been said the guy the guy At was this a point absolute maniac okay he was <laughs> he was doing more inventing than anyone else and again, like I think the last time we talked about him was, think about growing up next door to Tommy. Tommy, why can't you be more like Tommy? Tommy yeah. next door is, he's not getting in trouble. He's not the class clown. He's not even. There's no way he was funny at all. There, he had zero <laughs> sense of humor, probably. Yeah, no class clown awards for him. No. Yeah. He, yeah, he invented all of the tools of our sort of simulated prisons where we we, we can just we can. <laughs> We have these artificial lights we can turn on where, we, you know, we don't need to, we stay up until four or five in the morning, you know, yeah, in we're not artificially yeah. lit yeah. rooms. We're listening to recorded music. We're watching motion pictures. We're True. Completely We've shunned starlight and birdsong because of Thomas Edison. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. I know. We've, we've rejected the delights that nature has offered us in favor of this sort of satanic uh, yes. simulated life that Edison has <laughs> yeah. bequeathed. The great evil Thomas Alva Edison. Yeah, yeah and it, it, like, I'm unsure if he knew uh, what he, if he was trying to do this for us, for this was all just an accident. I, uh, I like to think it's all an accident, a very happy accident. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that he invented the light bulb motion picture. <laughs> Uh, the list goes on. Um, he was a now, thief John, and allegedly uh, he invented those things, right? A, a right. thief and a fraud and the architect, you know, of our contemporary <laughs> of our demise. mind prison. <laughs> mind, yeah. Now, John, um, I, I remember we had a correction uh, earlier. Yeah. In, Are you going to try and make me eat crow about this again? No, no, no. I just want to know because I'm confused. Was it Thomas Edison's last breath or is it? Henry Ford's last breath. It's Edison's dying breath in the Henry Ford Museum. That's right. Okay. But I thought it was Henry Ford's dying breath because it's in the Ford Museum, but I was wrong. Right. I and I've if, seen it in a the, glass jar. I wonder if in the process of trying to capture his last breath, they also got like some of his last fart in there as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was just thinking the exact see this is his the, last the stomach indigestion kind of stuff. Yeah, it's like, uh, hey Tommy, what'd you have for dinner? Like the day his last day, he probably had some slop for dinner because it was like the 1800s yeah. or whatever no yeah. it's like 19 he died in 1997 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> terrible like anglo-german food yeah right. 
and uh, just slop. And then he's he's got bad gas. Right. He's dying. They know? had they weren't sure what was gonna come out of him, so they just put a glass jar at each one of his orifices just <laughs> yeah. to catch whatever comes out at the very end. Yeah. And then they and then threw s- out some of the less savory, <laughs> uh, glass jars. They kept. They're like, we don't want to preserve these ones because we have you know other things to to sell to museums. And then they overnighted it to a uh, Henry Ford Pony Express. Yeah. Oh, perfect. This is exactly what I wanted for my for my. Uh, <laughs> My museum. I've got a museum. Yeah, and then Henry Ford, noted, uh, you know, evil villain as well in his yes. own right, collecting the last breaths of like dying inventors. <laughs> um, <laughs> that is some psycho activity. Right? <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like just, yeah, yeah. It's like how the Nazis were also into the occult. Like it wasn't enough to just be evil. Like, you have to like right. one up it and be even crazier. In yeah, Nordic runes and it's, stuff. Yeah, yeah it, it's not enough to be Henry Ford. You have to like go around. It's like get me his last breath. I need <laughs> sexual <laughs> yeah. powers. I need to yeah. But inhale Thomas, him. Ed- Thomas Edison. I mean, take a look at him. Open up a picture if you can of Thomas Edison and just look yeah. deep into his eyes. Okay. Do you two see- essential things for our listeners is an atlas and an encyclopedia. Yeah, so that's <laughs> a true. Set. And you're going to yeah. be referencing them a lot. A lot, yeah. And I don't know what the. I mean, truly, we've said everything that is possible to be said about uh, correct and <laughs> correct and incorrect about Thomas Edison. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's whatever. It, 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 there's there's electrical companies named after him now, and and look at look at that, Tom. Like, w- look at your legacy now. Can we just call him Tom? It, it makes it seem a bit cheaper. Like old Tom Eddie. Fred. Uh, yeah, Tom Edison. You know. Anyway, I'm I'm a bit. Um, well, uh, uh, go ahead, John. Sorry, I'm just gonna say. Hopefully, this is the last time. And if if it's not, then I'll have you know egg on my face. But I'm gonna say definitively that we'll never again hear from this week in history about Thomas Edison. Seconded. There's no possible way. Seconded. And, right? if, and if it comes again, I'll eat my hat. Yeah, I don't agree. I feel like he's kind of a ghost in the machine of our contemporary technology. Oh yeah, because yeah, yeah. you know he's sort of the the uh, the initial uh, the prime mover of of all of this, and so he's going to keep. He's the Holy Spirit, yeah. of this virtual world. Um, I just want to make a total, uh, just a slight mention that John said he's going to eat his hat. What the viewers don't see is he's wearing a turkey sandwich as a hat. <laughs> so, yeah. this is, it's not fair. <laughs> this is a weird bet he just made. But um, only make bets that you're only write checks that you're willing to cash. That's right. You're listening. Um, yeah, and and that that's something I want to know. Thomas Edison net worth. Let's see. He was a gambling man. Let's go in on Tommy. Let's see what he's worth. Okay, Did he Thomas die Edison. Penniless? Um, he was born. Uh, had a net worth of twelve million at. The time of his death that's equal to 170 million so yeah not not as rich as we'd like him to be i mean that's 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 pretty uh it's pretty big where 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 did he die he died in west orange new jersey damn new jersey wow we're gonna have to we have to talk about new jersey a bit later and and just kind of heroes (laughs) the heroes and villains of new jersey because it feels as though that state is producing a lot of heroes and villains yeah. Um, he died of complications of diabetes, probably because uh, uh, insulin was so expensive and he had to go over to Windsor, Ontario to get the. Oh, wait, no, sorry. That's I'm confusing some things. Uh, actually, when was insulin invented? Let's OK, but we're, we're going to we're, we're leaving this week in history. We don't want to do that. I know yeah, insulin. Yeah. Fuck. I don't even care. Wasn't it invented by Canadian? Johannes Salk or something, whatever. Jonas Salk, <laughs> who invented the polio vaccine. <laughs> okay, there we go. Another inventor um, gone another, too soon. Another person you don't want to live, grow up next to, and exactly. be compared to. Yeah. So Thomas Edison, last uh, that we'll hear of you, probably not. But thank you for your inventions and and sticking us in this uh, uh, industrial mind prison that we're in, a techno industrial <laughs> mind prison of uh, constant surveillance, light, and motion pictures. Um, We'll see you on the other side. All right, let's uh, jump into our next segment. What's in the news? What is in the news? 
Yeah, what is in the news? All right, well, uh, we're looking here at the AP wire. I got a bunch of, uh, it's a, a literal wire that um, just runs throughout my Invented house. by Thomas Edison. Yeah, invented by Thomas Edison. <laughs> and uh, all right, let, let, got one right here. Headline, Dateline. Let's say Dateline instead. <laughs> um, dateline is February 4th, published at 10.59 a.m., <laughs> By Annie Doyle of the Charlevoix Courier. But hold on. It's Charlevoix, I believe, because this is in Michigan. So the headline. <laughs> my God, I can't even read that. Michigan man picks Michigan man picks up dead animals from roads to feed eagles. Big story. Now, I know what you're thinking. The rock group from the 70s, notorious cocaine user band. Uh, and a, and a, I, I consider them a bunch of losers. Uh, the Eagles. Whoa. This has nothing to do with the Eagles or Don Henley or any of the uh, uh, indiscretions that Don Henley did in the Hollywood Hills in the 1960s <laughs> yeah. or 70s. Um, this isn't about all of that, all of the motion picture and lights, camera, action stuff. This is about real life. What Edison doesn't want you to focus on. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. Which is Thank feeding you, nature's creations. Eagles. Real eagles. Yeah. So, so John, can you fill us in on on, on this? Because I think you're you're somewhat familiar with this area and uh, roadkill. Yeah. Well, so it looks like the rest of the state of Michigan, in which two of the two of the members of this pod live. But um, mm -hmm. you know, I think it was just a it's a pretty apt metaphor for where we are currently. You know, the bald eagle being uh, the symbol of America's uh, you know. Uh, righteousness and Strength, and, yes, and yes. special properties of of leading mm -hmm. the world, and you know <clears throat> it's it's sort of being neglected. So we kind of have this guy driving around picking up rotting carcasses mm -hmm. and uh, dropping them off on his couple acre property to watch them get picked over by scavenging birds of prey. Um, the interesting thing about this story is that this guy is like it's like a, he he used to have a regular job, and now that he's unemployed because of. Uh, COVID, this is all he does all day. Yeah. <laughs> he used to pick them up by hand, but now he has a special apparatus attached to the back of his truck, originally made for wheelchairs, that helps him to lift the bodies into his vehicle bed with minimal mess. The goal is to not throw up, he said. I was thinking, like, I, I isn't I, the goal I, to feed the eagles? Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, the goal is to test his like gastro like fortitude. Yeah, what is his 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 constitution? Like what but I, and I'm, I know we don't have to uh, monetize everything, but uh, this is not a paying job, is it? <laughs> I don't think the uh, Eagles are paying him for the. He's doing it for love of the game. I mean, ah, he's game. really just yes, that's yes, true. for the love of the game. Yeah, yeah, um, uh, yeah. Okay, so this is now again, as John mentioned, you need a map. Take a look at Michigan. It's the one that looks like a hand. Okay, now uh, on that hand, if you put your your left hand out up near your ring finger near the top, I believe that's where Charlevoix is. Um, so yeah, born and raised raised in Charlevoix, and a graduate of Charlevoix High School, Falting. This guy's name is Fred Falting. Uh, he joined the military and went to art school, and was also a part of the big corporate world at one point. So he's a real like. Uh, you know, man of, of he's a, is he a millennial? No, he's a he's renaissance not. man. Yeah. He's going to art school. He may be dipping into uh you know, he, he's like a, a little bit of an expert in dataist art and that kind he's of got stuff. A really weird background. Yeah. It's almost like he's like, uh, like the same kind of background that like a CIA agent would have. Yeah. Military, then art school, then the corporate world, <laughs> the yeah. big corporate world, according to him. And, yeah. and he's feeding bald eagles. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, maybe, I don't know, again, Charlevoix, just for, I love, uh, you know, to fill in with, uh, fill you in with kind of context, uh, Ernest Hemingway, the iconic author. Uh, John, you, you've heard of him, right? Um, yeah, famous um, suicide. He's a Michigander? Uh, he spent a lot of time there. I do know oh, that. Okay. So he uh, spent his boyhood summers in the area and uh, setting many of his Nick Adams stories on or near Lake Charlevoix. Now, uh, Dev, are you familiar with the Nick Adams stories? I'm not at all. Me either. So, um. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just let's skip over that. Nick Adams, don't know about it. Don't need to know about it. No. Um, so yeah, this this guy uh, Fred Falting, he uses the roadkill feed the hundreds of bald eagles that visit his family's 80 acre. Uh, piece of plot of land in Marion Center Road from November through March. Um, 
he fillets the carcasses in order to make it easier for the eagles to eat. I just skin the stomach and flop it over and walk away. <laughs> he explains. Wow. He's like a simpleton, like a good-natured simpleton. <laughs> I Fred Falting, yeah. This is this is interesting reporting. I wonder to what degree they're trying to flag him as you know because when you look at everything he's doing here he could just replace the carcasses with human bodies and <laughs> it would almost be like a perfect scheme on how to get away with murder right yeah, cuz he knows he he's he's like i've been in art school i've been in the corporate world I've... yeah yeah he's he's very well he's very well rounded very educated very experienced and worldly and he's got the He's got the equipment to lift heavy bodies and he's got <laughs> a bunch of bald eagles that are trained to, you know, hang around his property to scavenge and to eat entrails. And he's beefing them up. He's yeah. like making them huge. He's and he's like these... stumbled upon some kind of like, there's no, there's no traces of his actions. No. There's a quote in here. We have, as, we have had as many as 34 eagles here at one time. It's a big circle of life. After the eagles are done, then the vultures and the turkey buzzards come and strip it clean. And then within a couple of weeks, the coyotes will haul the bones away. Um, yeah. So this guy could kill somebody. <laughs> no one would ever know. Um, yeah. yeah. Speaking of that, um, John Benet Ramsey, a businessman and father of Jean Benet Ramsey, uh, resided in Charlevoix. Mm. And uh, Jean Benet Ramsey summered here uh, with her family until her death in 1996. And uh, her family moved here after the murder. Hmm. Interesting. So Charlevoix, hmm. kind of a cursed place. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, and I know sounds like maybe they, you know, maybe they could have known each other. Maybe there's some kind of. Yeah, I do think uh, you, John. You don't even have to say it. I know exactly <laughs> what you're thinking. And uh, yeah, legally something... I shouldn't say it, but no, you should not. Um, there's <laughs> something in the going on in Charlevoix, uh, and. I mean, so also I just want to, again, context. I just need to fill in. I've got a shovel. I've, I see a hole and it's just filled with context and I'm putting more context in it. Um, <laughs> you're probably asking who else is from Charlevoix? I, I need to understand this place better. Uh, yeah. Willard, Willard J. Smith, the uh, 13th Commandant of the United States Coast Guard uh, from 1966 to 70 was from Charlevoix. And... Uh, as I mentioned, or I, I, I think he was probably known as the Will Smith of his era. Uh, probably, because his name's <laughs> his name's Willard J. Smith. Oh, okay. Very interesting. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that about wraps that one up. I mean, what have we got? That guy, he's he's feeding the the bald eagles. What, what what's what is the the article in question like where are they trying to take it like what's the conclusion that they're trying to draw with the story is it more yeah, like I, a feel-good piece or is it sort of like because it almost seems I like think a it's, subtle warning in a way yeah it also think, seemed like a good way for the uh, photographer to to get out of the office and take some pictures of bald eagles yeah i think it's a sort beautiful. of that's true these are really good photos too and they are very majestic I think the story is kind of like a libertarian fantasy about the about you know sort of minimizing the decline of America. Yeah. Sort of like up to all of us to just drive our truck down the road, find some carry on, and feed it to the great beast that never hung that never stopped hungering. Yeah, it's yeah. true. I mean, wow, that was poetic. And yeah. Uh, yeah, bald eagles, they're they're out there, and um, they mean business, and they are a an emblem, uh, emblematic of America's. Uh, strength and wisdom or something i don't know and um, predator like status in the in the world mm -hmm. yeah they just have the white head i think that's kind of cool or funny the bald or part yeah they, they're not actually bald john it's um, um <laughs> i mean i'm looking a, at them here it looks like they have feathers on the rest of them but there's not any feathers on the top part it's more of a receding hairline it's like a uh receding hairline eagle they really should just call them like they're wearing turtlenecks they're not bald they just have like a jacket on yeah and i like when they wear those little uh leather glasses so they can't see what's going on <laughs> yeah the blinders those are great okay anyway uh thanks very much uh fred faulting for um taking your uh dead animals that you find on the side of the road and feeding them to uh 
a very vicious falcon that is uh, actually it's an eagle um, <laughs> um, that is essentially a dinosaur living in 2021. Uh, you know, uh, Edison invented a bunch of shit, but he couldn't figure out how to. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. And thank you, Fred Falting, for making life very difficult for any, like, cats or other small, like, mammals in the area. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's true. He's starving Um, out the rest of the population that depends on those carcasses. Those eagles are definitely hunting, like, anything that is smaller than... I mean, if they're eating carcasses, they're probably eating, like, cats and foxes. Um, Oh, yeah. Great work, Fred. Good job, Fred. And uh, Fred will be our guest next week. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be asking about his his murky background in the corporate world. Yeah, exactly. All right, so let's uh, let's move on. I would like you to spin your globe, and um, oh, not not that fast. <laughs> Come on, that's a, that's an old globe. You got to be careful with those. Mom is not going to be happy with that. That's a yeah, that spindle that's a, is getting worn down. It's an antique, and you should put some WD forty on it. It's put it's some gloves sweeping. on for God's sakes. You're putting your your yeah your fingers all over the thing. Greasy <laughs> palms all over Sweden. Um, okay, so I want you to take a look at. Asia. Asia. Okay. It's a huge continent. Okay. So I want you to look at China. I want you to find Tibet. Now go south. You're looking at Bhutan, Bangladesh. Right there is Myanmar. And if you have an old globe, it will be labeled Burma. Burma. Right. So if you know, maybe you don't know, there was a bit of a coup happening there. Um, there was a guy, his name's QAnon Shaman, and he went into the <laughs> uh, cap. No, that's sorry. That was a different thing. Okay, so that's uh, the, the Mi- yak head. The it's Myanmar coup. Um, I don't know. I've been paying some close attention, but not really. But all I know is this. This is BBC News. Myanmar coup. Beer giant Kieran pulls out a partnership. Mm-hmm. The unanticipated consequences of coups. One of them, <laughs> uh, we're, well, we're interested in not in, in the coup per se, but in the way that definitely not interested. Beer and beer companies react to political developments and just <laughs> what happens to beer when a coup goes down. Yes, yeah. countries come and go, nations fade away, but beer is eternal. So let's look at how the you know the world history of beer is being shaped by absolutely by this coup. Yeah, so BBC is reporting that the uh, Japanese beer giant, and that's not a uh, that's not like a, a, a literal <laughs> thing, because I it's know that a that's sumo happened. Wrestler who drinks and like or Andre the Giant, exactly who drinks lots of beer. That has happened in in Japanese cinema before. Um, we're not talking about Gerard uh, Depardieu. We're talking about <laughs> <laughs> man. He's he's injured. Okay. Uh, Japanese beer giant Kieran said it's pulling out of a partnership in Myanmar, which it runs with a conglomerate linked to the country's military. So this is some sort of like military beer. Uh, the company <laughs> has a joint venture with the Myanmar Economic Holdings, uh, which is a, overseen by a commander in chief, senior general Min Ong Hlaing. So on Monday, he led a military coup, which seized control of the government. And in a statement on Friday, which was like last week or something, Kieran said it was deeply concerned by the recent actions of the military in Myanmar as they're like trying to bottle more beer and like looking at <laughs> charts of like their money. They're like, yeah, we're really concerned about this. More beer, more beer. Quick, 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 quick. Um, Drain the vaults. Vault. <laughs> yeah. Whatever happens there, always just like, mm, yeah, we're very concerned about this. More beer, more, more, more. <laughs> quick, 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 quick. And then, yeah, there's like cameras and they're like, yeah, yeah, the big, I hate this. This sucks. More, 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 more. Uh, so the Japanese <laughs> drinks conglomerate also owns just over half of of both Myanmar Brewery and Mandalay Brewery in partnership with the Myanmar Economic Holdings, M-E-H. So it seems here, so the the, the Kieran spokesperson said, we decided to invest in Myanmar in 2015, believing that through our business, we could contribute contribute positively to the people and economy of the country as it entered the important period of democratization. That is such weird... Like language before diplomatic speak for a beer company. Yeah, yeah. Being like, listen, we made a sh- we made a shady deal with some uh, military <laughs> dictator guys. 
And uh, investing in the democracy of Myanmar. Yeah, exactly. Come on, come on, come on. More beer. Just like a chart. It's like slowly dipping. The chart is slowly dipping. And they're like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not not good. We, do, we don't like this. We do not like this. But yeah, it's it, I, I find it very interesting when um, beer companies are using the uh, the terms um, uh, entering yeah, important periods of democratization. The company well, yeah. has a joint venture with Myanmar commander in chief senior general that doesn't seem yeah. like <laughs> no that doesn't seem like a regular business deal no yeah. i know this it's like a... yeah like the politics of beer companies like like going out on a limb and like partnering up with this you know with this political <laughs> regime in myanmar and then uh things go south i mean what's the matter like wh why does this coup affect the beer business and you would think it seems to be the coup seems to be led by the guy who oversees the beer uh, the MEH. So it's like, well, clearly this investment paid off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. You you're Their about guys to in become, power. Yeah, yeah you're about to become the biggest beer company. Yeah. Yeah. So uh I yeah, it, it's 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 weird. Uh on Friday, the Justice for Myanmar uh spokesman uh Yadnar Mong said, Kieran's bold and timely move to cut ties sends a strong message to the Myanmar military. Uh and their illegitimate and brutal coup and continued genocide, war crimes and crimes against humanity will not be tolerated. I, again... Very like, bold statement against this stuff by uh, uh, no longer making beer there. Yeah, like the, <laughs> I, I'm now concerned about how much power Kieran actually was had. Like, maybe if I was paying attention beforehand, I would have been like, wait, is that the country where the uh, the brewery is in charge? Kieran? Is, is yeah, that yeah. correct? Kieran's in like charge. Yeah, this is like a brew, a beer run autocracy. Company town. Yeah. <laughs> Weren't there accusations of 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 genocide prior to this coup in Myanmar as well? Yeah, the uh, atrocities against the Rohingya people. And so um, that was did, fine. They were, did, yeah, yeah. When did it become not okay for them to to you know keep shilling beer? Once the tanks yeah. roll in, I guess. Um, Dear listener, the important part of this story also is to zoom out a bit and to try and, as we reported last week on beer futures, we also need to be thinking about what this news means to our portfolio of beer holdings. Yes. International beer holdings. Yeah. Beer, um, I guess beer buy is or not sell. Just, it's not just financial. It's not just social. It's political as well. Beer. Yeah. Beer is political. And it, and it gets you drunk. Um it feels like beer futures are going to dwindle. So maybe get out of the beer sector. Yeah. Or why why doesn't Myanmar and the MEH, the, the, the holding group, maybe start thinking about seltzer, uh, alcoholic, hard seltzer. <laughs> hard seltzer. Because Legal classification for hard seltzer. It seems as though, I, as I mentioned, the uh, June, July of 2019, when hard seltzer hit the American stateside right before July 4th, right in time for everybody to get drunk and celebrate. Mm -hmm. Listen, maybe maybe it's time for that to happen in Myanmar. I don't remember any genocides happening when hard seltzer blew up. So maybe that was maybe I got distracted by hard, a, hard seltzer's novelty. That's an extremely, newness. extremely salient point, John. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so after Monday's coup, I guess that was like Monday a few weeks ago, uh, U.S. President Joe Biden uh, threatened to reinstate sanctions on Myanmar. Didn't say anything about the beer, but uh, John, I happen to know that Kirin Ichiban is one of your favorite beers. And it's I would true. like to know if you are going to be uh, continuing your uh, drinking service towards the uh, this company. Absolutely. I mean, Kirin made a huge made a huge gesture by pulling out during this coup. So, you know, they're they're on the up. Their image is, is remaining untarnished. Uh, and that Kieran uh, bottle opener that I bought you for your birthday three years ago. Yes. Still my favorite thing I gave anyone as a gift. So oh, I'm, well, I'm still on the Kieran train. Yeah, thank you. Uh, it, it, felt, it feels like I'm supposed to uh, say thank you again, even though mm -hmm. I said it three years ago when you gave no, it to ahead, me, but say it, again. it feels as though you're looking for a thank you again, but thanks very much. I'll take it. Thank you. Um, thank you for thanking me. Yeah. Deeply concerning. Thank you, uh, Kieran Ichiban for pulling out. Um, and again, we're going to be keeping an eye on the politicization and democratization of beer companies around the world uh, with respect to global governments and governance. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> Let's move on. Let's move on. Another sexy topic. Yeah. So uh, this is a new segment. This is um, we're we're gonna get into some uh, you know rip your jeans up. We're gonna be talking about some rock and roll here. This is a new segment we call the state of rock and roll. Wow. Uh, imagine like a big <laughs> guitar, <laughs> big guitar thing. Okay. So um, Dev, would you be able to uh, kind of fill us in here on what? As what, a uh, rock and roller in yeah, residence, as, yeah. as kind of our our musician, like you, 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 Dev. Listen, have you been to a rock show ever in your life? Yeah, I've been to a few rock shows. Um, played a little bit of guitar myself, so oh. um, I think I can speak to this. <laughs> but yeah, this is another. You know, so finish your beer, finish your Kieran, and then um, pour mm. out um, uh, maybe two fingers of tequila. <laughs> and uh just take just sip on that while we get into this story and maybe um, maybe put your car keys in possession of a friend yeah, if yeah you're gonna be drinking those yeah, keys away. or whatever i mean just risk it who cares but anyway um, <laughs> so the headline here is uh this is an article from the rolling stone jeep pulls bruce springsteen super bowl ad following dwi revolution what um, Interesting. So the boss is under the hot seat here, or in the hot seat, um, under the hot lights. Three days after Jeep's ad featuring Bruce Springsteen became one of the most buzzed about Super Bowl commercials. Buzzed. Nice. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the automotive company has pulled the spot after it was revealed Wednesday that Springsteen had been arrested for driving while under the influence last fall. It would be inappropriate for us to comment on the details of a matter we have only read about and we cannot substantiate, a spokesperson for Jeep tells Rolling Stone. But it's also right that we pause our big game commercial until the actual facts can be established. Its message of community and unity is as relevant as ever, as is the message that drinking and driving can never be condoned. So what oh, happened here? Sort of a what, safe move for a car company. What was that? It's come out that uh, Mr. Springsteen was uh, got into a little bit of uh, legal trouble. Um, I guess it was last fall. Um, let's yeah, see November fourteenth. November fourteenth. It 14th. says national parks. Yeah, Charged I'll read this DW one. Uh, oh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, so, uh, National Park Service rep tells Rolling Stone that Springsteen was arrested in the Gateway National Recreation Area on the New Jersey coast on November 14th. He was charged with a DWI, which is drinking or driving while impaired, uh, reckless driving and consuming alcohol in a closed area. Springsteen was cooperative throughout the process, the spokesperson said. A rep for Springsteen declined to comment. So it seems that, you know, Bruce was like, it was like he was having fun and he decided to get into his his jeep his personal jeep that he got for the ad mm -hmm. and run down some like deer or something it seems um for I, fun is that what happened no i oh, no, like, I, <laughs> oh okay <laughs> he's in a rec he's like in a park or something i read that he was in a park and somebody people he was on his motorcycle and then somebody in the some the people were sort of fawning over him as the boss as the people are wont to oh. do and then somebody right. handed him like a shot of tequila. And so he drank the shot of tequila and then he was immediately pulled over by the police and <sighs> it turned, and then his Damn. blood alcohol content was zero honey pot one fourth of New Jersey's legal limit and the equivalent of one drink. So this is a bit of fake news. Um, yeah. So he wasn't even that's, you can't even, I, I, I don't get how he was charged with the DWI when he wasn't hmm. impaired. This must be like, this must be like automotive corporate intrigue espionage where like yeah. someone for Lincoln yes. planted the tequila fan and then yep. immediately called the cops to get their ad pulled yeah. to cause yeah. like this kerfuffle. But maybe so, we should see what this ad is all about, what the whole yeah, because is. What the message of the ad is. Because if this is really a dangerous rock and roll guy, it would be interesting to see what the content is of this thing. Yeah, yeah. this is a... Uh, I've never seen this ad Um and this was in the Super Bowl for those uh, listeners don't know. It's like a big advertising uh, event in America. Often referred to as the big game. 
Yeah. yeah. And uh, people people say they, they either watch it for the, for the actual game or they watch it for the commercials because they love uh, consuming things. And so being let, contrarians. Yeah. Let's, um, let's, let's listen uh, to hopefully it's, there's audio in this and it's not all visual. <laughs> Should we describe <laughs> what's going on? Maybe. Yeah. Dev, yeah do sure. you want to describe? Can you, can Dev, you, I'll describe. Uh, poetic voice to uh, describe what's going on. All right. Here all right. We go. So we've got a, a lonely middle American road. Looks like rural Wisconsin or rural Michigan. A Jeep, uh, cowboy boots, big, tall, smokestacks. Standing on the exact center of the lower 48. It never closes. All are more than welcome. Doesn't fields of wheat. Americana. Here in the middle. It's no secret. The middle has been a hard place to get to lately. Between red and blue, between no, it's just and Bruce sin, staring. Between <laughs> our freedom and our fear. Jeep in a garage with no door. Now fear Lots has of never been the best. That was Detroit, I think. <laughs> and as for freedom, there's a it's horse. The property of just the American flag few. bridge. It belongs to us all. Diner, it 1950s diner. Drinking some tequila. Yeah, he's taking a <laughs> shot outside of a bar. Outside. Yeah. <laughs> it shows him taking a shot of liquor. Yeah, he looks old <laughs> as fuck. He's driving around in winter. There's no doors on the Jeep, so it's, it must be very cold. Yeah, yeah completely frigid. Lots of crosses, All right, so and, like empty fields he, and he, shit. He's he's walking into a house he clearly does not own or live in. Yeah, and he's like sitting on a bed. This, this guy by the way, is from this, like, New Jersey. I think he's in a pew. He's in a pew. Yeah, exactly. He's he's in like the heartland of America, wearing like a corduroy jacket, putting on a cowboy hat, um, in front of a church again. Yeah, like a tiny, tiny like Lutheran church in the middle of the prairies, like a real yeah, like, another church, yeah, like an real, outhouse church. Yeah, real like desolate churches. To the reunited states of America, says hmm. Jeep. So it's kind of unclear what the thesis of this ad is. Maybe it seems that maybe the Jeep's solution to political unrest is for everyone to move to like the middle of the country yeah. and go to church. They want us to. They want. They want like uh, people from New York and California to move to Wyoming so that they can turn Wyoming blue. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so also, I just want to uh, make make note, and Devin said this before. Uh, Bruce Springsteen is from New Jersey, which is right. uh, a state on the American coast uh, of the Atlantic, and it's very much um, it's right next to New York. It's right next to New York. You're it's you're true. you're pretty much a New Yorker. You're you're like a pizza loving. It's like New half Yorker an hour to get there if you if you yeah. live there. Also, I just want to note that uh, I know that celebrity net worths can can uh, be different. You know, may not be actually be true, but I do think that. Bruce Springsteen, as we know, is like an extremely uh, popular American figure. His net worth is around $500 million. So that's half a billion dollars. Uh, so when he's kind of going into these uh, rural homes that he doesn't own in the commercial, uh, being like the the working class looking guy. Drunk driving. Uh, drunk driving. Yeah. That's a <laughs> uh, yeah, Wichita or whatever. That's just not real. So uh, yeah. just keep that in mind. He, 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 um, if you, if you just look up Bruce Springsteen house, uh, you can see like where, where he, he lives. lives. If, if, well, if you're really actually interested in looking, uh, to, to where he, he lives, it's a, it's a massive, massive house with, uh, um, pools and, and all that kind of stuff. Well, so, yeah. So a couple of points. One is he grew up not only in New Jersey, but like Jersey shore, like right by the coast. So, you know, not in the middle of America whatsoever. And then his career has probably primarily taken him to New York city and then Los Angeles, California, also mm -hmm. a coastal uh, place. Um, and then number two is in the ad, you see him drinking what appears to be a shot outside of a bar. Mm -hmm. And then he's yep. driving along these desolate country roads, which in my opinion are the most appropriate places to drunk drive. It's true. Um, because <laughs> if you're going to do it. Yeah, there's not a lot of traffic. There's not a lot of police. You know, it's kind of... doesn't take a lot of uh, hand-eye coordination to, to stay steady on those roads either. Yeah, and so the the ad is almost kind of daring you to drunk drive in a way. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, it's he's like, almost sort of like confessing in the ad where he's yeah, like, like... Because it's, not, it's important to note that 
the ad agency itself didn't produce the ad. Bruce, the Jeep wanted to have Bruce in an ad for a long time. And then they finally got him and he was like, I'm producing the ad. It's going to be me and my crew. Yeah. And so there seems to be some kind of like authorship here where he's like, he needs to like unburden himself with his like dark secret of loving to drink, drink and drive. Yeah. yeah filmmaker. He, he goes Bruce to the middle. He goes to the middle of America when he wants to just like completely, you know, <laughs> let go of all morals and all, you know, everything holding him back. He just wants to completely let loose and be just a monster. He goes to Nebraska. He, yeah, he, <laughs> and he, drives. he goes to Kansas. He goes to Nebraska. He he does that like a two wheeled Saudi thing, you know, where he's he's got like yeah. the cars on two wheels, and he's like, "More <laughs> tequila." Yeah, um, the forgotten places where nobody lives anymore. There's nobody left. It's just a bunch yeah. of subhuman freaks. So I go there and get fucking wasted. <laughs> also, uh, just let us not lose sight of uh, the fact that Bruce Springsteen lives on a. Uh, 370 acre uh 378 acre horse farm um and brings in an estimated 40 million dollars a year uh so i mean all i'm trying to say here is it's not real (laughs) it's interesting that bruce a noted partisan like a guy who like sort of built his career on like working class issues is now like now that he's i don't know how old he is now but his essentially the metaphor of the entire ad was that like everyone needs to like just stop arguing and meet in the middle and like yep yeah it's and part meet, of this like and meet between quote red and blue and it's like oh right re- reunite in the red and blue parts of america it's like buddy that's every state in america yeah like, right exactly <laughs> um anyway. yeah, like so your whole like m- moral posturing is based on the idea that like republicans are like are like cr- trying to like crush the working man yeah. Right. Yeah. So, Bruce, we I not I anymore. Have, I have to be honest. I have a feeling this is going to upset some listeners, but I just I do not like Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> I uh I I I I find it to be uh uh like fake uh flag waving music. <laughs> um, but anyway, Unless, yeah. Uh, we, yeah. We're outraged we, we, by Bruce Springsteen. That's what we're trying to say. Yeah, this is like yeah. an outrage piece. We're trying, and we're not really good at being outraged. No, um, we're not. <laughs> I, I I feel as though uh, our outrage is like um, more towards uh, the Myanmar government and and that kind of stuff. But uh, Bruce, come on, man. I I would say start do more tequila shots or something, and stop making videos and stop releasing music too. Well, Bruce is going to become a YouTube guy now. That's cool. Listen, I mean, all I'm of his videos is, are going to be like in in the in the driver's seat, like self facing uh, camera, and he's going to be like you know ranting about like legal issues and like how like the man's <laughs> trying to keep him down. So we won't let him have one drink and drive. Yeah. Listen, if I was yeah, driving along saying? a desolate Nebraska road and I you know was maybe a few drinks deep, kind of you know <laughs> pretty buzzed, uh, and I saw yeah. a car coming in my direction and I could see from far enough away <laughs> that it was Bruce Springsteen that was driving the car coming at me. Yeah. 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 What would you, what would you do Devin? Which direction would you swerve? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying that <laughs> I, w- I would like steer into him, but I wouldn't steer. I wouldn't steer into the ditch if he steered into my lane. If there was a game of chicken happening, you wouldn't, you wouldn't necessarily budge first. No, no, I wouldn't budge. I would, I would yeah. accelerate. <laughs> he wouldn't budge he would accelerate well that's that's the way we feel about uh bruce uh again have you listened to nebraska uh it's it's um it's sort of funny that this is the state of rock and roll too it's a sort of like flaccid like dangerousness this like aging this like you know he's a septuagenarian he's he's like having one drink and driving around and getting arrested by the cops and it's like he's like the dangerous bad boy of like yeah, it, the it, left rock scene that's it's it's and his very, like whole message true. is to like everyone to just like you know get get together and vote for Mitt Romney yeah <laughs> yeah the the uh, the aggro guy uh the the hardest rock star guy is yeah. having uh, one shot and getting pulled over. <laughs> it's a guy who like critiqued like you know the military at the height of his career and is now like you know it's just this very like flaccid limp message from like a very old guy. It's like rock and roll just seems very like limp now. Yeah, I don't mean to I don't mean to stack on too many of the phallic metaphors, but it's all very yeah. Biased. It might be appropriate. It's kind of like yeah. Oh man, remember when we used to drive just. Drink a couple yeah. beers, nothing more. You don't get too drunk. You just drive. It's more of this. It's more of this nostalgia for driving. It's like insane. It's like, it's not coming back. 
hey, it's not coming back. <laughs> well, uh, Jeep, yeah. Jeep, Jeep is betting otherwise. Yeah, so that's a bet that Jeep is willing to make. Um, it's like cars, beer, and rock and roll are like, they're all on the decline. Yeah, and they, the companies are like trying very hard. That's true. All, all of the, the like kind of boomer, boomer things of, yeah, beer, rock and roll, and cars. And wow. 50s style diners, which yeah. are an unfortunate casualty because those are really cool. I do like those places. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I do too. But um, I'm just getting a coffee for a dollar ten, and like, yeah. and, and they like, get, com- and they give you the whole carafe. Yeah. And also, like completely dismal, like Lutheran churches in the middle of nowhere in Nebraska. <laughs> it's just like a flat field forever, and it's like icy cold. And then there's this like tiny hut. That's a little church that only fits like 25, 30 people. And there's only like six or seven people that come to the service every Sunday. Those right. Yeah. Services. And they, they're not the gift even shop like is there. much more successful than the services. Oh, there's yeah. no gift and shop. There's no, it, it, there, there's not even a toilet. It's like, there's no plumbing. <laughs> the, 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 the plate that they pass around is it's, it's, it's actually sad to see, but this, I would uh, like to the, see the, they like Ethan in, like, Hawk type months. minister who works there who's like just being completely radicalized because no one's like visiting the church. Oh yeah. And he lives in like a deindustrialized area and he's just like losing his mind. Big that's time. like that's an iceberg that we have yet to uh, fully understand yeah. is like Jeep should of, make an ad with that guy. Yeah, all of the yeah, desperate I mean, like lonely pastors in middle America getting radicalized. Doing yeah. the ISIS Jeep like like flipping, driving on two two wheels, those guys. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, wouldn't not necessarily ISIS, John, uh, just Saudi Arabia. But uh, thank you for that. Um, <laughs> we uh, we love our international listeners. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, um, uh, I mean, they do it, too. It's there. It's OK. I John, know it because stop. they made cool tricks happen John. with it. OK, we can't okay. talk about ISIS on the podcast. <laughs> um, yeah. So all those little tiny churches personally speaking i'm good without a god um and that's why i adhere to the uh, american humanist right. association's 10 commitments um right. if you would like just please uh hit me up for the all 10 ron um, is on the wikipedia page of notable humanists i wish <laughs> that's my goal i would love to be on that that is my absolute goal all right everybody let's uh take it in for a landing here we have uh, our last segment um, before we hit the numbers, which uh, we just stick around because we have some stuff we need to discuss <laughs> about our numbers. Um, all right. So this segment, brand new. Old person of the week. All right. So Europe's oldest person, a 116-year-old French nun, has survived COVID-19. Now, it's interesting, John, you have also survived COVID-19. That's true. And you are not 116. She has some years on me. It's true. She does. Uh, she's uh, 100 years older than you. Yeah. yeah John, <laughs> is, John just turned 16. Uh, when? Yeah. When was your birthday? Uh, yeah, it's Last today. Night. We actually have the same birthday. Oh, so okay. actually, no, she's 117 uh, as, we're, as we're recording this, I think. Oh, oh yeah. Today's her birthday, isn't Happy it? Today birthday. is her birthday. Happy yeah. birthday, old lady. Happy um, we birthday don't... to okay. two How old are you? Okay, so Andre. Um, yeah, Sister Andre, as she's known. Um, she's a nun who was born in 1904. Can you oh, fucking oh. believe God that? God damn it. So, so how old would have Thomas Edison been in <laughs> 1904? That's a question. He would have been like almost, he's like 50 around then, right? And what, what did he invent in 1904? That's all, another question. Uh, the, the nuns. The, the fountain of youth. Yeah. Uh, okay. So um, she tested positive for, for coronavirus. Um, I almost said the novel cor- coronavirus. I almost said Corona 19, which is a cool name. Uh, on January 16th, according to David Tavella, a communications director at the St. Catherine Laboure nursing home in Toulon, southern France, where she lives. Andre, who was born Lucille Randon, showed no symptoms. Well, I don't think she's showing much, to be honest. If you go to the <laughs> uh, the CNN um, uh, link, you can see a photo of her. Unsure if she's with us, actually. So yeah. her eyes are closed. And okay. she's blind. The headline oh, really? is Europe's oldest person yeah. survives COVID-19. And I would just put quotes around survives. Survive. Yeah. Uh, also, I didn't she, know she was blind. 
she's sort of like i would say she's more in a liminal state between life and the afterlife um mm. but she's, as all nuns are the because they're in tune disagree. with the holy spirit yeah um so she says i didn't know i had it well yeah you're not like a doctor um and no i wasn't scared because i wasn't I'm just totally shitting on this old nun <laughs> i wasn't scared of dying she says well mm. again it's it's it, i get that yeah i mean if you're still scared of dying when you're 117 years old i mean come on you gotta right you, you want to get clearly. over it, it just you seems, want as much as you can like imagine being 117 and then you're like oh i gotta clip my nails or like just anything like is just seems <laughs> like so stupid at that point well, you're it, like it seems like she has enough to look forward to she has wine every day <clears throat> yeah that that mm -hmm. always happens whenever these people these like extremely old people it's like yeah i uh i butt chug a dr pepper every every uh at five o'clock and it's yeah, given yeah. me life or something i, I attribute my long life to drinking mountain dew code red <laughs> yeah. yeah she says asked if she was scared to have covid she said no i wasn't scared because i wasn't scared to die i'm happy to be with you but i would wish to be somewhere else join my big brother and my grandfather and my grandmother so maybe Imagine how old those people are. Yeah, exactly. They died in <laughs> 1922 or something. Maybe COVID, wow. you know, she would have preferred the COVID taker. I'm not sure. Yeah, uh, it seemed to have made her stronger, which is not good. We can't be doing this. She's uh, getting stronger and bigger. She's like <laughs> yeah. growing in size. And like, she's, the COVID she's has kind weights. of given her like super strength <laughs> somehow. Yeah. You should see her lats. They're incredible. Um, she can bench press uh, five pounds for every year she's been alive. Yeah, she's lived through uh, two world wars. Um, just by the way, she did not have anything to do with those. She just, she just lived through them. And, she did uh, not instigate. No, she was... In, she was uh, it wasn't part of the black hand. No. The 1918 Spanish flu. As far as we can tell. Um, and remains philosophical about the coronavirus. She says... I wonder if getting the Spanish flu made her more immune. Well, I don't know if she got it, but she lived through or yeah, kind of when they say she lived through it, it seems kind of like everyone had it or something. But um, yeah. her she's she remains philosophical because uh, she's French, I guess. So uh, it <laughs> will come and it will come and go, she says about coronavirus. And I don't know. <laughs> she's an existentialist because her existing to 117 years old is absurd. She's yeah, it's this quote where where did you see this or uh it, it, yeah yeah it, it says will come and go but i don't know yeah she says uh it says she told sinu she didn't catch the okay wait wait let's let's take this from she has lived through two world wars as well as the 1918 spanish flu pandemic she told sinus that she didn't catch the deadly virus and remains philosophical about coronavirus it will come and go go she told bfm tv I don't know. This is how she actually said it. It was like, it was coming out. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, probably, man. Like, <laughs> it's nuts. She's 117. Sorry, that was a totally terrible dumping joke. on this old. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm well, so what? sorry. You think, I, I, well, I think here's what I want to say. Here's one thing I'm going to say. Yeah, well, here's one, here's one point I'm going to make. Okay, so the last news story was a little like, you know, it was an L in God's column because it was about that pathetic little Lutheran church. You know, mm -hmm. it was Bruce Springsteen looking really limp and flaccid. But then this and Mark, you know, sort of Iran sort of vaulting his humanist credentials and his yes. need for no God. Mm -hmm. But this 117 year old nun survived coronavirus. So let me just say checkmate atheists. Yeah, yeah. true. Why well, do you got to explain that? She has true. God on her okay. side for sure, because otherwise, yeah, she would have been. Yeah. Dead a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, okay. Well, fuck. I guess I'm just I'm up against the wall now. <laughs> We're bringing back Richard Dawson era like atheist persecution. I'm Dawkins. a humanist. Okay. Not Dawson. <laughs> not, uh, <laughs> not the guy that kisses people inappropriately. <laughs> Wait, who's that? My flub of the week. That was uh, the the guy that did um, what's the show? Um, Dawson. Dawson's yeah. Creek, Richard Dawson. Um, I'm blanking on the name of the show. We're blanking on air. Survivor. This is how much. Survivor yeah, what is the name of the show? It's uh, Match Game. Match Game. The Match Game. Yes. Where he would yeah, kiss all the yeah, women. Yeah, on yeah, 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 yeah. He'd give him a kiss or on the like, lips. Yeah, yeah. Back in the day, back before whenever the '90s, I guess. 
talk show hosts would like French kiss every woman that was on the show. They would have oh, that yeah. really long, thin microphone, and they would give back rubs to like eight-year-old girls and like <laughs> yeah. kiss them on the ears. Yeah, yeah that was. That was like entertainment. That's what people yeah. love to sit around. The, Which is uh, the couch. energy Joe Biden is bringing to the to the. That's like yeah. he's like trying to be like you know, a good like media guy, and that's part of the energy he's he's co opting. But yeah, well, uh, but that's neither here nor there. But to conclude, God is real because Sister Andre <laughs> has survived. We can, I by mimicking her frail, croaking voice. I don't mean to disparage her. Um, I or God. To celebrate her survival against the odds. I thought it was it's a always really a good episode. Good when, it's always good when Devin and I can end a, end a show with, and in conclusion, God is real. <laughs> yeah. And I, I just get sad and then don't say anything the rest of the show. But uh, yeah, so uh, Andre said that she has no idea how she lived so long. I have no idea what the secret is. Only God can answer that question. She told French Radio, <laughs> I've had plenty of unhappiness in life. During the 1914-18 war, when I was a child, I suffered like everyone else. Well, thanks, yeah. Lucille. Thanks for <laughs> keep on keeping on and and spreading the gospel. Uh, yeah. So maybe um in in the next few weeks we'll take a look at other extremely old people because I have a list here of the oldest living people, and uh, yep, Lucille Randon is number two, um, right behind Kane Tanaka. Um, who, who's one year older who uh, we will be um, Kane yeah. Tanaka is is going to uh, c- connect with us on zoom she's having a little uh, technical <laughs> difficulties right now but... <laughs> we were supposed to have her on the show but she's <laughs> yeah. clicking around the computer it's something that she's still figuring out but yeah in a yeah. future we'll episode we should go through the entire list of oldest living people and just yes I love that yeah. idea I would love to and, and just rip on each one yeah uh, but oh, and, and in conclusion happy birthday sister Andre yeah yeah it's yeah, today and we wish you well yeah sure 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 yep 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 um <laughs> sister Andre whatever okay so uh yeah, that that that's that old people. They're out there. Uh, let's keep, let's protect them uh, from the COVID nineteen virus. Or maybe not, because it seems like they'll be fine. Uh, all right, let's uh, wrap this up as we're um, coming in for a nice landing, a little metaphor that I like to say on the Ron Ecstasy News Network stream that I do Wednesdays and Friday nights on Twitch. Or actually, it's on ronecstasy.tv. So please visit that. Um, Dev, what do you, uh, John, how do you think today went in terms of an episode? Oh, I would rate it um, three Kieran Ichibans out of four. Yeah, that's pretty good. I'd yeah. even wager three and a half Ichibans, Kira and Ichibans. Yeah, th- three in a side cart. Yeah. Okay. Whatever it's called. You have a little beer. Yeah, a little mini glass. Uh, like a half pint? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's... <laughs> let's. Uh, Wait, what about you? How do you feel? It was fine. Um, let's look at the numbers uh, from <laughs> the, uh, the dashboard. No, it was great. I love it. it I would give it a uh, two... Tall boy Asahi's out of three, so I have a different. I have a different. Uh, so slightly scale. actually lower than our rating, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, let's uh, get to the numbers. We want to talk about. We want to talk about last week's numbers. This is the thing that we're doing every week now. We're talking about the numbers from last week to inspire you, the listener, and to hold everyone, including you, accountable. Yes, especially you. So last week's episode uh, was called Drink a Beer. Um, in in the past week, we got 68 listens. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, yeah. I mean, so is it up or down? That's all we need to know. Yeah. So it is up. It's, it's up from last I, week, down from two weeks ago, I think. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. We so, still haven't hit, like... The map that I'm seeing here is that we get a spike and then we get a trough and then we get a spike and then we get a trough spike and then a trough. So ebbs and flows. Yep. Yeah. So we're we were up from last week. So thank you, listener. You've you've passed the message on, and um, but yeah. we we still have work to do. Yeah, we do. And um, yeah. 
I, I, I do think that we're, we're getting a hang of it. Um, we have at least one fan that we know of. Um, yes. If there are any uh, people studying uh, in business school or studying marketing or are interested in a uh, hands-on education in marketing. A fast-paced uh, environment. Yeah, fast-paced environment, yeah. opportunity. Growing industry. Learn. Yeah, growing industry. You'll be working with uh, some very funny people. Professionals. <laughs> um, please get in touch with us. We're looking to expand um, and oh, get we these are. numbers up. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, we're yeah, trying well, to get these numbers up. Just like are. Sister so, Andre, we just want that number to go up until it can't no more. Exactly. Um, so yesterday we had 13 downloads. Uh, last seven days, uh, 119. Last 30 days, 527. And all time, 1,000. 147. Pretty good. So um, the chart looks like uh, the ebbs and flows of life of a sine wave is yeah. what I'm looking at mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. It's sort and of, it's eerily similar to the stock market, the Dow, uh, right before the crash, but we're identical. not going to focus on that. It's, no, <laughs> yeah. it's nearly identical. <laughs> um, it's very weird. Uh, but yeah, so we've got work to do. You've got work to do, listener. Um, yeah. Please rate uh, us on Apple Podcasts. Give us a five. Write something funny. That does yeah. help. Um, We're averaging about 66 listens per episode. Yeah. If you take all the all the, all the the downloads or plays and then divide them by the amount of episodes. Okay, so, well, I think we can get 86. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think we can get right. those numbers up. If you listen, if you have a family, if you have children, share the podcast yep. with your kids, with your partner, yep. with your yep. extended we family. Are. If you're in exactly. university, we are all ages. Yeah, if you're in university, share it with your with your peers, your classmates, your play it on over the university radio. Yeah, if mm-hmm. you're struggling for content, one in the morning, no one's listening, no one's going to exactly. pay attention. Yeah. Just play our show. Syndicate yes, us. get in touch. Yes, Syndicate get in us. touch with your campus radio station. We are looking to be played on the airwaves. If you're yes. in high school, um, consider doing, you know, studying the show and presenting it as a as one of your school projects for, um, you know, uh, just wherever, whatever community you're in, spread the word yeah, throughout if the you, community. Yeah, if you live near um, Bruce Springsteen's New Jersey uh, compound and you want to set up a pirate radio and you just want to blast it at his house, yep. So mm-hmm. he's forced to listen to us disparage him. Yep. Let us know. We'll help Let you out. Let us know. Let us know. All right, everybody. Thank yeah. you so much for listening. <laughs> <laughs> You're cutting us. <laughs> we have more to say. Yeah. No. Um, no, we're 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 good without a god. So um, I can. Oh, uh, yeah. But thanks very much, everybody, for listening to Blue Men Group, and we will see you and be in your ears soon. Bye. 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 This is the Blue Men Group. This is the Blue Men Group. This is the Blue Men Group. This is the blue